This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to yet another episode of Diagnosing the Aftermarket A to Z. I'm Matt Fonslow, and I'd just like to really start out with a thank you to all the, um, the feedback on the show and a lot of the suggestions or just conversations via private messaging, some of them text messaging, some of them email. Uh, I really do appreciate it. I really do appreciate the uh, inspiration as well. And that's kind of what's driven me to this episode is kind of an inspirational conversation with one of you. First of all, though, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Napa. Accomplish more by starting now. That's the motto of Repair Shop of Tomorrow, a Napa Auto Care exclusively endorsed vendor. Repair Shop of Tomorrow will look at productivity, efficiencies, effective labor rate, average hours per car, labor profit percentage, measure and manage labor, and how you can create net profit. Interested in Repair Shop of Tomorrow? Call 440 445-1230 for a free 20-minute no-obligation consultation or contact your servicing Napa Auto Parts store. So really the basis of this episode is a conversation I was having uh, about techs conversing or interacting with clients. Maybe some discomfort or really not knowing how to handle themselves or how to talk to them. I mean, really when it boils down to it, how do I talk to a client or a car owner, specifically when I'm servicing their vehicle? I think there's no just one single easy answer. But the first thing I would do is consider the projection or how you're representing not just the company. That's important. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's Hopefully, uh, leadership there will give you a little bit of, just a little bit of direction, uh, an idea of what they're looking for, how they would like to uh, have you behave and look. So really, you're, you're representing the entire company. You're also representing the entire profession. That's not to put a lot of pressure on you or anyone. It's just the way it is. We have to face up to the fact that we're wildly, wildly mistrusted. We can argue whether we deserve it or not, or have earned that distinction or not, uh, but that's not the point of this. For the sake of this conversation, the sake of this discussion, it's just the way it is, and something we have to deal with, and I think something we all have to kind of pitch in together to start turning the tide. And so we have to consider how we are projecting ourselves to our clients. And something that's really important to me to get through to everybody is really if the majority of your money comes from a paycheck from the shop, that client, maybe not that specific client, but the clientele, the people that frequent that business, they are choosing you, choosing that repair facility to service their vehicle, to help them by servicing their vehicles, something very, very important to their lives. They deserve our respect. They deserve our appreciation because at least for me, 
uh, almost everything I have is due to a paying customer. They're paying the bill and then, uh, you know, management, redistribution of uh, funds like that, redistribution of wealth, if you will. Maybe not wealth is such a great term, but they're choosing how to distribute that money. And I have an agreement of how I'm going to get paid. Therefore, that client, those clients are responsible for pretty much everything I have. They deserve some of my appreciation. They definitely deserve some of my attention. I think that's important. I think that's important for everybody under the roof of that repair facility, of any business. That paying client, at least initially, deserves maybe not reverence, but you know, a healthy amount of appreciation, patience, uh, and respect. Then we have to respect the profession. And I think, how do we project ourselves? How do we look? And I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to be hypercritical about it. Uh, I think it goes regionally. Uh, also just each community, ages, stuff like that. That might be a little rough to point to, but you know, really, are you presenting yourself as a professional who takes their job seriously? Then after that, I think is the actual talking. And I think you just have to keep in mind, they don't necessarily have any idea what you're talking about. You have to be able to put the shoe on the other foot. You have to be able to put yourself in their position. I don't know what it would be. Maybe you've hired a contractor to come in and add on to your house or put in a window and you really don't know anything about it. Any kind of technical terms that they rattle off, you would have no idea what they mean anyways. You'd have to go Google it. Try to put yourself in their position. Try to put yourself in the position of, I'm spending money. I'm hoping you know what you're doing. I'm hoping you're being honest with me. I hope you're not taking me, taking advantage of me. They're really, when they're asking questions, are giving you a very, very good opportunity to earn that. Have you visited the Napa Auto Care member site lately? Since its relaunch in 2020, the Napa Auto Care member site has continued to evolve to keep members updated on all the Napa programs, promotions, member benefits, and business building tools to help your business thrive. Some features to the member site include never miss an update. Stay current with notifications and announcements on the homepage. View the dashboard featuring your shop's financial status. Take advantage of cost-saving member-exclusive promotions. A faster, automated 2424 peace-of-mind warranty submission process. Submit re-repair claims directly to the member site and easily check the status there as well. Typically, the claim is settled and the EFT or credit card payment is sent within 48 hours. Turn searches into new customers with the referral tracker. Learn more about how a consumer Napa online search for your shop can generate new customers at no additional cost to members. Use this popular customer tool to evolve your marketing strategies to get the most business value. Own more than one Napa Auto Care? Link all facilities to one login and access all facilities as one user. You can also access the shop, Napa, Helm, or Pro Office website directly. Submit a Pro Image free look for a sneak peek at how you can co-brand your locally known name with the nationally recognized Napa brand. Submit online ASC certification renewal and test reimbursement. Exclusive access to dozens of industry-leading programs and solutions. If you are a Napa Auto Care member, 
Visit member.napaautocare.com to access the member portal and take advantage of these many member benefits today. Not a Napa Auto Care Center? Contact your servicing Napa Auto Parts store to learn more about how to join the Napa family. I really want to steal or borrow. I shouldn't steal. Let's borrow. Uh, kind of a mantra uh, of a, I'm not even sure what to call it, an entity. There's an entity out there called BNI or Business Network International. And really what it is, is local, sometimes one, sometimes a lot, depending on you know population or at least how many members, uh, a group of local business professionals who gather for you know, however much time, hour, hour and a half. And they're given an opportunity to speak every meeting. Of course, they show up early, they get to visit. During the meeting, they get something of a commercial. And depending on the size of the group, determines a little bit of how long this commercial goes. And it's basically they are educating other professionals in the room from other completely different professions, trades, industries, everything uh, about what they do or a special they're running, something like that. But my involvement, I tried to explain things. I tried to pull the curtain back a little bit. Uh, also, you know, I would kind of go on a rant uh, about something where maybe there was a misunderstanding and I felt like our reputations as, as repair facilities, you know, auto repair, service techs, service facilities, the business itself is not well trusted. Uh, I would kind of go on a rant about that and I would try to educate this group on our side so that if they ran into somebody with a gripe, not even about our specific facility, hopefully not our specific facility, but anything that they could be like, whoa, whoa, wait, think about this. Or I've heard about that. Anyways, they have a mantra called no like, and trust. And I don't mean no, like, like N O like, I mean, no K N O W no like, and trust. I think that is something to keep in mind when you go to speak with a client. So a lot of our shops, mine included, we really don't interact with clients all that much. We have a service advisor. We have a customer service representative. They do the main interacting, the vast majority of the interacting, and it's better that way until it maybe gets a little more technical or the client wants more, and then the technicians get involved. And I think you know when you're called up to the front office or you're working a facility where there really is almost a sales benefit marketed benefit to the clients that they are not going to have to speak to a liaison, that they're going to interact with the actual technician working on their vehicle. That is a sales point that you approach the client with this in the back of your mind, know, like, and trust. I'm not saying you have to be super entertaining so they like you, but try to be pleasant. Use your manners. Look them in the eye, you know, not stare them down, but come on, be open, be honest. And for cripes sakes, don't try to talk over their heads or don't try to unwittingly talk over their heads. I think prefacing is important. I think you need to come clean sometimes that you don't want to assume they know something. So uh, I find this with women. Uh, They're a little more on the defensive and I get it. Totally understand why they may feel that way. Uh, I don't know that I can sympathize, I suppose, to a degree, but to just 
almost automatically assume I'm always talking down to them, assuming they don't know. So I always really try to preface a lot of what I say is, I'm not trying to talk down to you. I am not trying to go all tech speak. I'm not trying to man speak you. I am not trying to insult your intelligence. If they know, they'll let you know they know, and then we can, you know, adjust as we do. Most of the time, they don't. And let's be really honest. Most of the time, the men don't know either. I think it's always assumed that the men somehow were born with this automatic intuition of anything mechanical. It's a complete lie. I would say it's fairly equal speaking to men and women. Not that I do it a ton. The knowledge levels usually are pretty equal, you know, across the spectrum. So I try to preface a lot, and I don't want to insult anyone's intelligence. I don't want to use words they don't understand. So I will call things what they are, you know, a brake rotor, brake pads, brake calipers, spark plugs. But I don't assume they know what those are. So then comes the internet. There's a lot of utilities available to us. One of them that comes to mind, I think, is Virtual Vehicle MD. There's a lot of them out there, Uh, even just a Google search with images. You could kind of work your way to show them on their vehicle or on a vehicle what you're talking about. So we'll just pick on something in the drivetrain, CV axle. Do they necessarily know what a CV axle is? No. Should they? No. Okay, but I can explain it to them. I can show them on pictures. I can show them pictures off their vehicle uh, if I'm on the phone with them you know I we've sent you pictures of your vehicle I'll send you pictures of something known good or here's a link to a short video not super technical of where this is on your vehicle and what it does and then this is the concern sometimes they don't want to hear it seriously sometimes they don't want to hear it I think they just want to be able to relate with somebody. They want to be able to get to know you a little bit, get a good feel, just, you know, a little bit of that getting to know you, liking you a little bit, earning that trust. Okay. They sound like a number one, they care. They care. I think that's the number one thing. This person is back there not trying to take my money. They're back there trying to do an exchange, a almost like bartering, or not actually a little bit. It is an exchange for X amount of dollars. I am going to remedy a complaint, a symptom. They want that comfort. We got to try really hard to give them that comfort. So I think you can speak confidently, but not arrogantly. I think you can speak on their level. I think you can use the technical terms, but then explain what they are. Use pictures. Everybody's got a phone. Pull out, you know, if we're face to face, pull out a phone, pull out some images. You know, if the vehicle is in the shop and they're there, you know, there's no issues with management, take them back to their car. Show them what's up with it. Show them, you know, if there's another car in the rack next to it, you know, this is more what it should look like. This is the concern. This is, this is what yours is doing. This is what it should do. You know, we got the other side of their vehicle. We're showing them something on the passenger side. The driver's side's over there just fine. Here's a comparison. They can see it, you know, and your attitude isn't that they're wasting your time or that they're annoying you, that you generally or genuinely appreciate that 
they're concerned that they're worried about spending their money wisely. They don't have money to burn. They can't afford to just be, uh, if, if anything, not even their bank account. In their mind, they just can't afford to gamble on you, you knowing what you're talking about, you doing the right thing, you being honest. Let's be really serious that the media doesn't portray us so well. There's plenty of news magazines uh, out there that have shown repair shops taking advantage of people. We see it in the movies. We hear about it uh, in social situations. Uh, and I think everybody's either experienced it or felt like they've experienced it. And I think if we just keep that in the back of our heads, I, like I can empathize with that. I've, I've had professionals come over to do something at my house. I hope they are doing what they say they're doing. I had an HVAC company come in and reinstall some ductwork. So the ductwork in our house runs through the attic. And I hope what they said they did is the right thing to do. The due diligence was calling a couple of other uh, professionals and, you know, hearing their agreements or concerns. You know, if there's ways to offer that up to a client, that's uh, well worth it. But I think the big thing is how we're presenting ourselves to them, that we kind of look the part, we act the part, we genu genuinely appreciate the, their interest. We genuinely appreciate uh, they're bringing their vehicle to us. We are not annoyed with them and that we really do care. Like I am trying to help you. I do that by servicing your vehicle. A firefighter helps you by putting out a fire in your house. A carpenter helps you by you know, fixing something, you know, installing or building your house or re-roofing your house you know, remodeling your kitchen. That's the bottom line is I would like, I want to earn your trust. I'm not going to trip over myself for it, but I'm going to give you every reason to believe what I'm saying. I'm going to back it up with photos, with data, even showing scan data. They don't have to know what it means. I can kind of explain what I'm looking at, you know, fuel trims. I can explain that we burn air and fuel. We, you know, we oxidize it just like everything else. The same way their furnace works or most furnaces, I guess, gas furnace. There's a fuel, an accelerant, and there is air with oxygen. They burn, they create heat. The computer on the car, if you will, the, this module on the car knows that the engine is idling or going down the highway and it's this warm and the air coming in is, you know, depending on the system, I guess is this temperature or there's this much air coming in, it is going to know to put so much fuel in there. There's a ratio that it's aiming for, that it, it knows it should be like. And then we have sensors in the exhaust that measure that and decide, is it getting a little too much fuel or not enough? And that makes adjustments and that's fuel trim. And your fuel trims are way off and this is leading me in this direction to suspect that this sensor is not properly measuring the amount of air coming in or this pump is not moving enough fuel. It's skewing things. I don't think it has to be super technical. I think you got to call things what they are. Fuel trims are fuel trims. And you can show them this scan data. You can show them the graphs. And then really where the rubber meets the road is after the repair, showing them the after. Here's the before. Here's the after.
They don't really need to know exactly what it means. Usually, they really appreciate it. Now, that's something tangible I'm spending my money on. Otherwise, you know, they're just hoping that the car runs better or the light won't come back on or whatever the symptom may be goes away. So I guess the the moral of the story is certainly don't fear talking to customers. Don't fear it at all. Uh, get in management involved uh, before talking, you know, the next, next uh, meeting, bring it up. When we are talking to customers, what would you like us to do? What would you like us to say? How would you like us to handle this? What resources do we have to help us communicate? It doesn't happen that often, but when it does, what can I do? Can I get the service advisor involved and not just piling up on uh, the client two against one or anything like that, but just genuinely trying to help and then look the part and in the back of your head, I think very importantly, know, like, and trust. I want them to get to know me a little bit. Hopefully they like me. Hopefully they trust me. And the trust part is by far the most important thing. They don't necessarily have to like me. It helps, helps a lot. And they don't have to get to know me too well, but gosh darn it, I need them to trust me. I need them to trust me. I need them to trust the you know front office, whether it's customer service rep, service advisor, the shop itself. And maybe just maybe over time, just in general, start trusting the entire profession. So that is uh, my answer to that. Thank you again for the uh, conversation about it. I really do enjoy it. Thank you for listening. And remember, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on social media. You can find me, email me at mattfonslopodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Napa and thank you to the Aftermarket Radio Network. Be sure to check out the other offerings the Aftermarket Radio Network has. They're growing in number and content and some really, really interesting stuff out there. So thank you again and until next time. You've been listening to Matt Fonslow diagnosing the aftermarket A to Z on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Matt on your favorite listening app. He's very interested in what you have to say. Let him know what you'd like him to cover and come on the show. Matt is all for advancing the aftermarket. Find Matt Fonslow on social media and connect or on aftermarketradionetwork.com. 